today? 24th. What day is it? Friday. Friday. <laughs> 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 Which show are we on, you? Uh, Raptors in the Kitchen. <laughs> you really laugh there when you realise what was happening. <laughs> it was pretty good. Hey, so I'm one of your hosts, Pat Rodriguez. I'm joined by Tommy Vass and Neil McCulloch. Hello. Hello. Tommy, you're, are you still angry that we took so long to start? No, I'm not angry. I'm just tired. Okay. Hey. That's the end of that chat. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so that was Raps in the Kitchen. You can get us out Raptors <laughs> podcast. Yeah, only level of quality our listeners have come to expect. That's true. It's very I mean, true. Really, we're just doing them a favour by like not wasting hours and hours of their time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Watch John Wick 3, I think, is the, the, the takeaway from this week's <laughs> show. Yeah, pretty much. Um, How's your week been, Tommy? Eh, cock all right. Um, I've really... I was wanting to fucking delete Modern Warfare off my PS4. Oh, I, I deleted it again. Oh, I'm I getting played, played so pissed off with it, but I, it, it keeps pulling me back in. Shouting and fucking screaming at the telly the other night because of these fucking snipers. <laughs> yeah, like the I, the couple of games I played of of it. This is a HD remaster on PS4. Um, all it was was snipers, and I was like, I'm not having this. Was, yeah, I know, but I I kind of like the the main reason I think I keep it is because um, like my brother's just recently got himself a headset, and uh, it's something for us to do. Like you know, I'm like, let's imagine what I play Modern Warfare means we can like have a chat and go on it and get the banner. He's great at it, man. He's like fucking Rambo on it, honestly. Me and Paco and him have played and Gav's like always like second or third usually with him and then it's always like, oh man, I got three kills but 13 deaths. And I'm like, fucking hate this game. Well, to, to be fair, like, it is the Highlands, so Modern Warfare took, Modern Warfare Remastered is probably just a brand new release up there. No, so he's, no. he's got the he's been playing it all the time, getting his skills down. Now he's been, you're just he, he played it back in the day, man. Like it's, I mean, it is an old game. You got to remember, man. Was it like ten year old? More, more than thirteen, that. More than thirteen, that day, fourteen year yeah. old. No, it wouldn't be thirteen year old. Surely, we close, we, close on. The first time I ever played it was my PSV in Buckley Street. So that's two thousand seven. Eight, right, two thousand seven odds. Wow, two thousand seven is where I moved in. We're using the Street. Man, it's yeah. an old game. Still good though. Well, sorry, oh, yeah, it yeah, still it, plays well, it, but it is mega frustrating. Yeah, I think like the the single player totally still holds up. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic game. Yeah, we actually like a. Well, I don't know if it got announced or if it got leaked, but um, the Call of Duty for this year is just going to be called Call of Duty Modern Warfare because oh, uh, yeah. it's a, apparently a soft reboot of that one. All right. Uh, yeah, played that. See how that goes. Played a wee bit of God of War. I'm into it, but not fully into it. As in, I'm enjoying it, but I've it's not grabbed me. Uh, but I took your advice and just went to easy mode because I just want the story, right. uh, and it has been fine. Um, what else did I do? Um, Have you picked up any more companions? No. No, it's just me and the boy. Uh, boy, it, it gets better. It gets you, better once you find this other yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I did that. Uh, watched the final ever episode of Game of Thrones. Like, wasn't as fucked off as everyone else seems to be. It it, it ended in a very underwhelming way, and it wasn't great. But I didn't hate it enough to sign a fucking petition to get HBO to rewrite the whole lot. See these folks that go, they're talking about 
petitions to get rewrite TV programs. Or they, to get Danny DeVito to play Wolverine and just all this noise, all this. Oh, okay, the, the, the Danny DeVito thing's banter, but petitioning like HBO to rewrite a whole whole TV show series. It's fucking ridiculous. Grow up. Ah, it's the same as the whole. It's again. It's the same as uh, Last Jedi. It's, yeah. a whole, it's just all that it's all just, over it's again. It's just entitlement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like the, it, I thought the Danny DeVito thing was a. Was there a joke of that? And it's always sunny. And they're like, no, no, like it'd be, it'd just be a laugh, wouldn't it? And it's like, eh, whatever. Are you specifically talking about the thing that Jason put on Facebook? It wasn't just Jason. Many, yeah, of, many a folk. Good, good yeah, Jason that. didn't start that petition. Many a folk have started that. I mean, uh, that one, that. That's like a joke petition, though. Don't get me wrong. But still, it's like, oh, well, this, we're going to start a petition to do this. And I think it's just every now and every now and then, it's it certainly feels that way since the Last Jedi. If folk aren't happy about something, it's like hundreds of thousands of people have petitioned Tommy. to stop this. It's not just since the last Jedi, mate. Let me tell you about a game called Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, I'm not. I'm not talking about the gaming world. I'm talking about in the sense of movies and TV shows. That's when I've started to notice it. And again, I'm it, like, it's it's been a pop culture phenomenon for a while. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, Mass Effect. Yeah, but like, there's a there's a difference between like those things where it's like people are genuinely upset about like a franchise that like not ending the way they wanted it to, and saying a petition out of fucking anger or whatever and entitlement. And then what Jason posted, which was a fun, light-hearted thing. About Jason getting... shared. Yeah, yeah. I'm just what I, yeah, because it like don't get wrong. Like uh, this is uh, Jason shared that, but I'd seen that beforehand, and yeah, I'm like, that, yeah, it's a fun, it's, it's a, a light-hearted, jokey thing. It's yeah, not like but a... it came in the week of the Game of Thrones thing, so I was already kind of like, okay, can we, you know, it wasn't like, oh man, I'm I'm mad at you people. It's more like, can we cut this out. <laughs> you know, what I mean, it's just all this petitioning to do this, petitioning to do that about this kind of stuff again again I don't know what the Wolverine th- I don't really know where that came from is it just because Danny DeVito is well because he's funny he is a funny guy because it would be funny to see Danny DeVito being Wolverine when that's traditionally Jack- Hugh Jackman well not anymore but yeah, yeah. the only I way you're going to see that and, and also it I, would never ever happen yeah I don't uh, understand the, how you're having such a difficult kind of understanding that it's a joke like, I know it's a joke it's just that way where the Game of Thrones thing kind of <clears> threw me that it just reinforced this whole... Are we finding some kind of deep-rooted trauma that's been caused by the Game of Thrones ending? No. You just need to talk about it, Tommy? No, I'm not in shock. Do I do thought it was to, underwhelming. Do you need to talk to your pals? No, I just thought it was... you need to slur it out? No, I just thought it was Let underwhelming. It I, I wasn't as pissed off as a lot of folk. Yeah. A lot of folk I, were fucking angry, raging at it. It's like, like they were not happy. And fair enough, I agree. It was rushed. Yeah. Uh, character arcs weren't really well fleshed out. It was shorter than usual, which is a problem because you're having to, you had so much to deal with. But I, I, for, I mean, I've heard folks say it, it ruined it for them. It was really underwhelming, yes. There was a lot of kind of really stupid stuff which kind of annoyed me, like when when they've chosen Bran as king. Oh, oh, oh come on! The, in, you know, the, the the internet has been spoiling it. The shit of it. There are I'm memes okay. everywhere. So we're good with that then. We're just sorry. Right, we're leaving that in. Just I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's been right. it's been what six days. <laughs> Oh my god, six days? Can you believe it? Can you imagine if somebody had to be able to a- any, Anybody who wanted to see how Game of Thrones ends will have seen, seen it. it by Not now. only that, there, you can't get away from all the memes. You can't. There have yeah. been some brilliant memes out there. Mm. The ones of Brienne especially have been funny as hell. Well, I don't think I've seen any of You know, 
you know how at the end where she was writing Jamie's history, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's been a lot of those ones which was funny. Like uh, one I seen was she writes uh, had the bombus pussy in all of Westeros, and she's got this wee smile. And then there was one which I thought was funny when um, you thingy um, Oberman's uh, Mrs. When she's kind of like that, she's like got the almost the Macaulay Culkin Home Alone shocked face. And it's when you see her turning the page and the ink's not even dry. I was like, man, I said that in Paco when that happened. I was like, that's the whole book route. Yeah, but you have to remember, this is season eight of Game of Thrones. Who knows how long she's been sitting there. (laughs) That is very true, Neil. I remember, like, because when John kills uh, Daenerys and it was like, yeah, yeah and then like, it cuts like to a break. Six, oh my god, all the spoilers! It, it's like six months later. It, well, it cuts to a break, and then it cuts back to um, Tyrion coming out but with it's a bigger cool, beard. Guys, John has a beard now, so we know that time's T- passed. T- Tyrion's mm-hmm. got a, a, lar- a, a scruffier, larger beard, yeah. and, and the he's season, like, and the season has changed. And at one point, he's like, "Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah." Over the last couple of weeks, I'm like, "What well, weeks? Uh, <laughs> We've gone from minutes to weeks." And I was like, "See, the good thing about Game of Thrones is they flesh out the stuff we like to see in this series." A lot of that they just didn't yeah. do. It very much felt like they couldn't be bothered making it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, yeah, I'm not angry with the, the nah. ending. It was just after years and years of like really cool stuff, though, for it to end in such a wet fart kind of yeah. fucking. Yeah. Um, I also think that knowing that it's such a wet fart of an ending, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. You don't need to. Or, yeah, because yeah, because of it's that. It's a fruitless journey now. Yeah, you kind of. You want a satisfying conclusion yeah. to your journey, and when it isn't satisfying, you don't feel the need to go back to it. Speaking of satisfying conclusions, Tommy. Yes. Did you see the Deadwood trailer? Uh, I've, yeah, I've seen that a wee while ago, man. It was. Uh, uh, I'm only, the only thing I'm annoyed at is I believe it's out this week. HBO, I think it's, it's this week or next week, HBO. Is releasing releasing it, oh, right, and I okay. and I won't have time to watch all. Yeah, because I was four? I was gonna watch I was gonna watch the oh, it's only three 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 years I I was gonna watch them first. Mind you, it'll go into Sky if it's on HBO, it'll go on at Sky Atlantic, and it'll go on to catch up. So. Um, I think it's on Amazon Prime, all of it. I'm pretty sure uh, when I was skimming through like the Western genre. Oh, you're episode. talking about the TV show now? Yeah, yeah, that's oh, no, sorry. That's what the TV show's on Sky Catch Up. Oh, is it? All right. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Yeah, but yeah, if it's on. If it's so released, the film. It'll be on Sky Atlantic. Oh, yeah. So that'll go back on the Catch Up. So I've got time. I'm going to have to watch it right away. Yeah. I did enjoy I, I, Deadwood, but like, I also remember it being really hard to watch because of. Is that because whenever you watch Deadwood, Paco, we you, used to, you were either pissed. Yeah. Are you sitting taking shots of red wine and then throwing them up in somebody else's room? I Paco! Know, I don't know what you could be talking about. <laughs> that was a fun night. Yeah. And it wasn't yeah. shots of red wine. For you, cunt. It wasn't shots of red wine. It was, a, it was an entire pint of red wine. Yeah. Pints of wine? Yeah. Made me think of Chief a... Chief Brody. Chief, exactly. Uh, I mean, Chief Brody and Jaws. Uh, um, that way, I bought you this iron brew, but I feel like I've drank most of it. So I'll go Sorry, get you. Man, I, I did not pay you for it, so yeah, so I, was, I was expecting that pound thirty nine. So don't worry. <laughs> um, well, uh, yeah. So uh, the season that Game of Thrones ended, and then I decided to visit a series which uh, well, a friend. Was still on weeks Yeah, a friend, a friend of mine uh, in work, his favorite film is The Karate Kid, and he's been going on about Cobra Kai for a while, and I'd just seen a lot of folk had been raving about it, and I'm like, I mean. Do, did we need this sequel series? And uh, I rewatched the Karate Kid one and three 
Just, I mean, nothing against two. I think two is a fine movie. It's just one and three or more of a three is more of a direct sequel to one. Is three the, three's ball humming? Uh, I didn't mind it. Is three the Hillary Swank one? No, it's no, four. It's four. Um, That's the next karate kid. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I watched that just to kind of get into the mood of it. Uh, and if you want to watch Cobra Kai, I mean, you don't need to do it because the very at the start of Cobra Kai. It brings you up to speed because you see the last fight between Daniel and Johnny Lawrence, um, where Daniel beats him with the crane kick. Spoilers, Tommy. Sick man. Karate Kid. It was made in nineteen eighty four. If you haven't seen it already, where the fuck have you been? Uh, anyway, Jaden Pickett Smith, Jaden Smith, Jaden. What was his name? Smith. That's the fifth. Karate well, that's does, just, it's just called that, it's called the karate. But kid, does that end yeah. with the same? Like he does a crane kick and it does I don't, like, I don't think it's a I crane kick. I don't think it's a crane kick, but it's something similar. Again, I think there was a a complaint because he he should have called the kung fu kid because it's kung fu he does rather than karate. Hmm. Anyway, um, so you get this, you you kind of brings you up to speed, and then it's set modern day where Johnny Lawrence is still haunted by that time, uh, and it kind of. It, the story goes from there and it's excellent I'm really enjoying it given like, I mean if you watch The Karate Kid it is kind of like a quintessential 80s movie about it it's got the 80s soundtrack it's got the underdog story just the, the 80s movie tropes and characters and what's good about Cobra Kai is it kind of takes that and makes it present day amongst the millennial generation um, and I mean especially Johnny Lawrence is a tall 80s caveman to the point, you know, he still kind of acts and lives like he's in the 80s. Sometimes it's really ridiculous, like he doesn't know how to work a computer and things like that. And you're like, what age is he? He's early, mid 40s. Right. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Then. No, it's it's ridiculous how much of a Luddite he is because he's like, I don't know what Facebook is and I don't know what an app is and I don't know what this is. I'm like, I mean, you live in Los Angeles and it's 2019. You would get some sense of it somewhere. Everybody's grandparents can use Facebook, I'm pretty sure. This yeah, he just, you know, he's, he stays at home. He watches his favourite movie, which is Iron Eagle, a lot. <laughs> also, he, because of his age, if it's set present day, mm. if he's only about mid-40s, he would still be in his 30s when Facebook comes around. And he would totally get in on yeah, that because all, totally pal- yeah. all his pals would get in on that. You've broken that show for me, Tommy. Well, he's... Uh, totally watch that now. Yeah. Johnny, Lawrence <laughs> doesn't, Johnny Lawrence doesn't have a lot of friends. He's, a, he's very much a loner. And as the series goes on, he does get introduced to modern technology and uh, the way of modern times. Because he's... When I, say, when I say he's stuck in, like, the, the, in, in an 80s kind of caveman kind of way like he still thinks that like folk that have glasses are nerds that, and the reason he doesn't go to computers because nerds go on computers he still has that 80s bully mentality does with he a lot learn things. these lessons via the arts of painting the fence uh, no because washing that, the car no because he's not he's uh, not, he, what kind of fucking karate kid movie is this Tommy because, what the fuck man because Cobra Kai don't do that <laughs> that's they, Miyagi Dojo that does that they strike first strike hard yeah no mercy um, but yeah, um, but it's I I really really enjoyed season one and two. Um, it was wet. There's great character arcs, a lot of nice humor in it. 
Um, and it keeps that kind of that kind of thing with Stranger Things, where it's set in the eighties, but it has that kind of nostalgic kind of tropes. And even though this isn't set in the eighties, it maintains the feel of like the first Karate Kid movie. It uses a lot of the same soundtrack, and there's a lot of kind of nods back to it and whatever. A lot of kind of flashbacks uh, when you see like Daniel talking to Miyagi, and he remembers um, some of the lessons that um, Miyagi taught him, etc. Um, I thought Ralph Ma- Ralph Macchio's still good in it. Um, uh, William Zabka is fine. He's probably the most. He's Johnny Lawrence. He's the most interesting character. That it's it mainly follows him, um, but again, there's a, it has a lot going for it. It's kind of like you know when we watched Hannibal, like having watched like the Thomas Harris adaptations uh, films. Uh, there's certain oh, things. Hannibal the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. So when we watched that Hannibal TV show, there's certain things that happen during that TV show where traditionally, I say traditionally. Beforehand, we'd seen them in the films. Like there's, uh, like Will Graham at one point has got the Hannibal mask on, and there's certain like they flip a couple of the things, like what what this character had done in the films, but now it it's not that way in the TV shows, but still kind of maintains an integrity amongst the plot and the characters. They do that in uh, Cobra Kai as well. Like traditionally, like well, this is a goodie, that's the baddie. It kind of blurs uh, the lines between Ralph sense. Ralph Macchio not supposed to kind of be an arsehole, isn't it? The thing, yeah. Well, Ralph Macchio in in this, uh, he he's done really well for himself. He has his own car dealership. Uh, he's very cocky. He's got a really he's got a nice family, successful. Whereas Johnny Lawrence, uh, his uh, kid doesn't want to speak to him. He's a kind of down and outer, and it kind of p- plays with like who's good, who's bad in that. I mean, personally. Uh-huh. I still think I still kind of root for Daniel, but there are times where he can be a smug prick. But as I said, you don't, you don't want. It's kind of hard to explain. It's kind of like when you watch. You want, what, you, you want your characters to be complex individuals. Yes, who it's have morally great areas. Exactly, it's kind of like relatable. when you watch Warrior. You want both of them to the win mm. for the for the same <laughs> for different reasons. Mm. And in Cobra Kai, you like Johnny Lawrence. And you, know, you like and you dislike I, I kinda, da- Daniel, but for different reasons. You you both yeah, like them at heart, we, but they've got co- they've got conflict. Weird, per- weirdly, I think that's why I didn't like Creed two as much as I should have. Right, because I didn't really give a fuck about Victor Drago's son. I mean, like no, was like I, a, I gave a fuck about Dra- Ivan Drago. Ivan, right. So it's kind of like oh, you kind of Ivan. I Victor wins. It's good for Ivan. He gets out his wee shithole house and back in the good graces. What is it to fucking Creed? Mm. Well, but then it's like, well, Creed needs this because he doesn't want to be in his dad's shadow. I think, like, I well, just, with, I, I liked Creed too, but like, I, I remember seeing it at the time though. It was just like all the previous Rocky movies do such a great job of like making the the opponent like feel like something kind of superhuman, yeah. also like like really insurmountable. But like Creed Two, it just wasn't that. It just felt like he was fighting a guy. Uh, it wasn't like you know, well, like Mason the Line Dixon. Yeah, like that as well. Actually, like kind of, he, he's like very run yeah, of the mill. Like, although weirdly enough, I still like cared more <clears throat> than Rocky Balboa. No, in Creed One. Oh right, oh right. Yeah. Uh, I can't oh, even I, tell you yeah, who he fucking Creed, fought in Creed um, 1. Mason Line Dixon's racket ball Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the Liverpool, Liverpudling guy. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. yeah. it's that weird fight that's at Goodison Park. <laughs> oh, well, he's a big Everton fan, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I but mean, it's a weird Goodison Park, so it looks like they've only filled out like some seating around the ring and the rest yeah. is a CGI, almost flat crowd. It's really weird. Um, but, I mean, as I said, so you've with Cobra Kai, you've got the whole thing with Daniel and... Uh, Johnny Lawrence but whilst that's going on 
you've got the kind of next generation of Cobra Kai being trained and Miyagi Dojo. Well, that comes later, but it kind of who's running the Miyagi Dojo? Who's running the Cobra Kai as well? Johnny Lawrence. Um, He's resurrecting it, and as as it kind of goes on, Daniel sees that Cobra Kai is being resurrected, and he knows that that they need to be stopped because they're evil. Um, But again. It's right. it's again. It is that it has that eighties movie tropes, right. but at the same I, time, I'm, go, I'm going to have to ask. Mm-hmm. How are they evil? Are they like selling drugs or doing no, doing, just, doing crimes? I'm going to guess. Having not seen it, I'm going to guess it's just that uh, Daniel's got a bias, and basically they're not evil, but like he's just. I think it's well. The main thing being that from Daniel's experience, the what Cobra Kai teaches is bad karate and bad attitudes. So he's just he's just judging them. Judging these He's brand new set of snob. kids and a guy who he once beat in a karate tournament 20 years previously and just on the basis of this is how they were in the mid-80s and it's now I mean 2019. like the, the Cobra Kai credo is the opposite of Starfleet's though so I'm inclined to agree with him a wee bit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, again, if you if you watch the Karate Kid one or if you enjoy that film and want to give Cobra Kai a watch, when you watch it, you can see reasons for, right, I see that, but also uh, you're not really seeing the whole picture here. That's what I'm saying. At times, you're kind of conflicted of who you're supporting. Right. Um, but it's I really enjoyed it. Um, season one was excellent. Um, it had everything I kind of wanted from it. Uh, and season two uh, also lived up to it. Um, I thought it was very good. How so, many seasons are there? Two so far. Right. Um, so, yeah, I... Can't gush about it enough. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, and I'm going to move on to HBO's Chernobyl, which everybody has been talking about. Uh, our fr- friend of the podcast, uh, Danny Matthews, watched Ep 1 and say, basically says, you need to get on that. What, what is that on over here? Sky Atlantic uh, Sky. or Catch Up. I will happily wait till it's all been on. I thought I think it has, <clears throat> I thought it had all been on. No, is it not a weekly show? When did it start, though? Last week. Really? Yeah, all right. I I had in my head that it's been out for a few weeks and it was done because I think it's a five part mini series. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. So yeah. Being, Is it Emily Watson that's in it? Yes, and um, Jared Harris, Moriarty, John Harris, and, and uh, a Skarsgård of some kind. Aye, there's a Skarsgård in there. Um, Is that a Stellan? I don't think it's Stellan. No, but the the trailer was excellent. I mean, it's HBO, so yeah. it looks great. Um. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So I'm gonna <clears throat> get into that, and then I remember chatting with Neil about this last night. But he's like, Man, I feel like maybe rewatching the wire. And I said, think I'm gonna rewatch the wire. I as think well. I'm gonna do that. Um, that's right not now. like that's not like available in any kind of modern kind of thing, is it? Like you can't like stream that or anything. It's not on Blu-rays and stuff. It's I all believe like the, I leave believe the box sets are on Sky. Are they? Yeah. Right. Have they been updated to like widescreen and stuff like that? Because like that, the I've wire not, was like that old. Looked. It was before all that, wasn't it? I've not looked. Two thousand three, four, or something like I, that. I thought it was older than that. I think it's because yeah, it was just after the Sopranos, so two thousand one, two maybe. Um, it's but yeah, it was the start of that decade. Because I would imagine that's the sort of thing if you try to watch it now on like a HD TV and stuff like that. Like if it's like. Nine by six yeah. and like not S, uh, not HD. It'd probably be quite difficult to. I, I remember watching the f- rewatching <clears throat> a couple of episodes uh, on my DVD box set, which Alan Kerr's got. <laughs> uh, 
and I need to get need to look into that. Um, but it looked like it was from that era. It's yeah. the same as when you watch The Sopranos. No, it looks you from have the late the 90s. ability to watch them through your PS4. Yeah, well, I'm sure you don't really have to chase that one down for. Some I'm not going to chase them down much because I mean, when watch. I said I was going, <laughs> when I was going to rewatch it, I was like, man, I'll probably just rewatch it on Sky or just you know through other means. Um, <clears throat> but I remember when I did rewatch a couple of episodes, it looked. Yeah, it'll look rough. Yeah. yeah, same as like Danny's been saying he's been rewatching The Sopranos, and I'm like, you can tell that's the nineties. <laughs> um, not to say that it has the quality's diminished. Um, I prefer The Wire, um, but that's why I, this would be my second watch of The Wire, and it's been that long where I'm like, yeah, I want to revisit that. So I think I'll do that as well. Is it five seasons? Yes, five. You've been up to anything other than watching movies and playing video games? <sighs> Working, swimming. I want to say enjoying the weather, but whenever it's been my day off, it's been pissing rain. Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, no. Went in the cinema a couple of times, which we'll get to later on. Uh, what about you, Paco? How's your week been? Uneventful. I've done practically nothing. Superb. Neil, how's your week <laughs> been? <laughs> oh, it's been okay. It's been tiring. I've worked a lot. Uh, this heat must be fucking awful in that kitchen. It's what it is. Awful. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I would imagine your building's air conditioned, though, right? So. No, no, not really. Because it's a listed building, you can't. There's a lot of stuff you can't do. Yeah, you can't fuck with that shit. I thought like the listed building stuff only affected what you could do at the outside of the building. No, no. It's no. like when you go to the old toll, like the interior's not changed because you, you're not allowed to touch it. Are you kidding? They knocked down like a a load bearing. Yeah, you're not. You're not allowed, you're, that was that was downstairs. Do structural work. Hmm. Yeah, but they did though. That's what I'm saying. That's why Istanbul and uh, Kuwak were shut for ages because, like, the folk who owned the old toll knocked down a pillar that they shouldn't have done in the basement, and it fucked the entire building up. I believe the Chinese still hasn't opened since then. Yeah, um, Istanbul has. Um, well, aye, fair enough. But if they weren't supposed to knock it down, that means yes, it, it's, you're not allowed to do structural work to it. They've knocked down the wrong thing because they're idiots. But yeah. the, the interior of the old toll hasn't really changed. Like it, it has always looked the same. It, it's don't wrong. It's a better pub than what it was before the structural damage. Because I remember being in there before that, and it was like, "Cool man, these chairs are made of other chairs. <laughs> this is, is garbage." That, is that not a design choice? It, no, it was not. Oh, it, it was not. Shit. This was just they knew Doogie from down the road that can whip together some garbage chairs, and which he probably did. The old toll is now uh, an absolute beacon of Pays Road West pubs. I don't think I've ever been in the old toll. It's, really? It's a good pub. It feels like it should be in the West End. Uh, gentrification's coming in the Paisley Road. Yeah, it's exactly that. But, but I mean, it's like an <laughs> island of it, though. It's like a. It's kind of like you've got the Union, Natural Novels pub, this pub, that pub, the old toll. Um, and then other uh, football, the, the, the grapes, uh, the grapes the bar, grapes. like loads of like football orientated. I, I I have been in the grapes once. On, I don't think I've ever been on, the grapes. on a sub crawl. I I've, and it was a terrifying experience. I've looked in. I've looked and from the outside. I've seen that the grapes, and I've not been in it. I think we uh, have been in it. I, I think there was a day where we went into like every pub on Paisley Road, pretty much on the way back here. It was, the day I was in it was also the twelfth of July. Oh God. Alright, okay. Uh, Why? We were on a sub crawl and we just badly right. planned it. Mm. Yeah. It was somebody's birthday. Was it Jason's? Jason was definitely on it. We've definitely been a sub crawl a couple of times for Jason's thing. 
Uh, I wonder. No, it wasn't. Well, it wouldn't have been first of July though, because Jason's birthday's next no, week. No, twelfth, which makes me think it was Jason's. It was we. He couldn't do it on the first. Right. So of June. Moved. June. Yeah. Oh right, no, it wasn't Jason then. Yeah, I thought it was at Something Taylor's. in July. What was it Taylor? No, you weren't a Taylor's. No, everyone was dressed as wrestlers. No, this is going nowhere. Let's move yeah, on. It's yes. going nowhere. Uh, Neil, how was your week? What? You've gone back in time? Yeah. It was alright. I was depressed as fucking could hardly get out of bed for a lot of it. So I watched a lot of shit filmed. Cool, man. What film did you watch? I watched Pitch cool, Perfect. Man. I was depressed. Cool, man. <laughs> I watched uh, Frozen. Yeah, I man. watched Moana. I also watched Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. Oh, man. I know? let me tell you what a fucking movie that yeah. is. Like, I'm, I'm with you on that one, man. Like, I saw the uh, title for that come up on, like, Netflix or yeah. something, and I sat looking at it for a good five, ten minutes, like, I want to invest yeah. in watching that entire I thing. I totally like, just went, oh, I need something to talk about in the podcast. Full Throttle's uh, the second one, isn't it? Yeah. Aye. And I was jazzed the whole way through it. Might it just was fucking amazing. Might just is go. is Full Throttle the one where at the start you see Cameron Diaz like a birthing a cow? Like she's, <laughs> is that that one? Yeah. And like she's like uh, slaps the blood all over a guy's <laughs> face. Like I, I remember laughing so much in the cinema watching it's it the first so time. So many amazing lines such as "You were the cock, I, I was, was the beaver." beaver. Yeah. It's like we were made for each other. Oh yeah, those movies are really good. Yeah. Second one just it surpasses the first one though. It's been a while. Like, is the second one the one with the Irish guy? Is that the bad guy or is that the first yeah, one? Yeah, it's the bad guy. It's uh, Justin Farrell in the second right. one, yeah. Yeah, those movies. I are, love you. Those movies are good. Yeah, yeah. Tommy's face is just uh, on shutdown just now. <laughs> just phased out. I was like, man, I could go for a shit and just come back and leave you just talk about that fucking garbage fest. Well, I can totally. I mean, 100% not like, understand yeah. you, you don't like them yeah like, they, they are not a, like it's a fucking trash fire they are not like good they're not like good fire, movies yeah. they are like they are entertaining like, movies Demi Moore having that suit yeah. at the end because oh, oh, she did a brilliant. thesis on flying, flying mammals excellent yeah. excellent <laughs> so ridiculous <laughs> it's so absolutely ridiculous utter nonsense oh, it's great I'm probably going to watch that actually. Yeah, you totally should. I highly recommend everybody does. McGee could go fuck himself. Yeah, he's, fuck McGee, but apparently, he made one belter movie. Apparently, he's set to be developing a True Lies TV series. Uh, yeah, to which right. I, I I messaged that Lee and he just went, fuck everything. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I agree. What's McGee done since? I mean, I know he's done Terminator 3, but like. That film is Salvation? Yeah, it's Jonathan Mostow did the third one. Right. That film we did for Netflix, The Babysitter, was alright. Not seen it. Uh, it's, it's just a wee dumb horror movie. Right. Whenever I see his name, I'm just like, nah, you're alright, I'll leave it. Uh, um, so you, you watch any Tr- anime, Neil? Uh, do you know, I haven't. I, I need to go back to the old... Uh, that's terrible, man. Like we were on a good roller, like weeks and weeks of me actually getting to speak about anime on the show. Yeah. And, uh, and I did, I did, I did uh, finish the fifth volume of Akira, though. So I now have one more of them to go. Cool. Uh, and um, it's really, really, really good. I've been uh, continuing watching One Punch Man and Attack on Titan as mm-hmm. they come out week by week, which is absolutely fucking excruciating. Is One Punch Man still as ridiculous as it ever was? It's, it's really good. Good. Uh, Saitama remains just such a lovable guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did was... you watch One Punch Man? No, um, but everything you've said about it, it sounds like it should probably be up my street. But mm. I just haven't, I just haven't invested in the, the first uh, any season, of the it. The first season's on Netflix. So, you know, like 
I thought, I thought I it was think, a crunchy roll. Uh, the first season's on Netflix. I, I think you would enjoy it, but I, I'm sure I said to you before, though, man, that like, a lot of One Punch Man kind of depends on you having seen enough like regular yeah, anime to, 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 know, the to know where they're taking the piss yeah. out of it. No, but I, I understand... Like I mean, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen anime and understand like film and genres and that. Where you, if someone says this is a piss take or whatever, I'm like, right, I get it. But do you yeah, mean it's, that it's as the, in like it's the specific tropes? It's like all the stuff that happens in anime, like all the kind of like shonen anime, which is like the kind of stuff like Dragon Ball, where it's like just people fighting and then like a thing comes across that's more powerful than them, so they need to train to get better to defeat it, and then like they end up becoming friends and then it's like they, they are kind of just cutting about and then like somebody even more powerful shows up and then like they have to train to beat that but then like they end up becoming friends and it's like just like it keeps doing that sort of thing uh, there's just like there's a lot of really set tropes in, in kind of Japanese shown in anime the, mm. the more you know about them and the more ones you've seen the better One Punch Man gets because it is like a total cabin in the woods effort of they have to be just right, I see. taking the piss see, out of the, the that, genre like again come back to it that's something that's another thing i've enjoyed about um like like in 80s films where you've got like the the, the typical bully gang and you're like these are ridiculous yeah. this is not how it happened and then cobra kai even though it's set present day it's a bunch of millennials they all act like it's they're like they're 80s bullies or they're 80s that but it's like yeah but you just now need to spend summer vacation together and go to parties together and try not to fight each other and like a lot of the time it just ends in a melee of karate fucking it's, fights and you're like my god it's like that's something we've never asked is the karate good uh, like put it this way, modern you're, day when you've got like no no no, it's not modern day. No, I mean like in real world, in the real world, like modern day when you've got like things like uh, Jason Bourne and no, um, it is very John much Wick. no, um, it's very much the same kind of karate you had in the Karate Kid. It's very old school. Yeah. Um, I don't so, actual karate then. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> there's like there's a couple of like there's a couple of impressive stuff, but it is very. Basic, basic crime yeah. but again it's great because you're like how long have they been training and they're fucking really good at this they're flying about the place like doing all this cool <laughs> shit but that's something like you said like but yeah it's like yeah we're gonna beat each other up but we gotta be friends <laughs> and we've gotta go do class and we've gotta do this but you know we're Cobra Kai and you're fucking Miyagi Dojo we can't have that and then at one point there's a guy who's like the same age as us who joins Cobra Kai they're like this is a kids group he's like I want to be badass he says that's alright man you can be badass at one point they're at, he's at a party and they're all underage kids so the cops come he's like oh my god my mum can't find me and I was just laughing he was like you're of age and not only that he had duct taped two bottles of beer to his hands so yeah, he couldn't escape Ed, the fucking Ed, Edward hands. it was it was that I was like I just, it just off camera he was like go be is that, that the first you've ever seen that no do you yeah. know that's the thing that Americans do I, okay. I, it's, no, it's, it's the first it's the first time I'd seen it but I just thought it was really funny because again the guy shows up to party is like yeah Cobra Kai and then it's Mrs. like I thought we were hanging out with your friends and again she's of age like yeah these are my friends and I just thought it was funny he's, he's trying to fucking open the doors but he's got uh, these 40s because yeah, <laughs> like the idea is supposed to be you're not allowed to remove them until you finish both of them so like if you need to pee or whatever you're not allowed to like take them off to go to the toilet I just thought it was like one a genius move but also the stupidest thing I've yeah. seen in ages uh. It's like out of all the things that kind of migrate over here from America, that's one I'm surprised hasn't made uh, it over. That's like, why we don't get. 40s. We don't get forty. I mean, like we get like you can that's buy just, the that... big bottles of beer out of like yeah. the, the petrol stations and stuff. Yeah, like that. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have no idea like what a forty is in terms of like it's volume. Liquor, is it? It's more no, but liquor. I mean like in terms of volume when you 
could bring it over here. But it was, I guess, forty is like forty ounce. Would that, would that move like a glass bottle of Amaru? Uh, yeah. I think maybe something slightly bigger. I think I'm not maybe, you know what, sure, but I think a, twelve like ounces a, is like a pint. Right, so I've, it would be I've, like three pints. Three pints. Yeah. So would it be like a, a bottle of Strombo? Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's no, a lot. They're, they're, That's a they're, lot. They're thinner than that. I'm sure they're only about the width for like a pint glass. Yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, yeah. But <laughs> I've no idea how much forty yeah. ounces is. And I'm gonna look like, that up while we discuss things. Cool. Uh, but yeah, like so, One Punch Man. Um, like yeah, they do, oh, they do this great thing as well. Like, I, I've no idea who the animators are for it, but like uh, some of the designs for it, there's this there's a superhero that just called Pineapple, and it's like a guy wearing like what looks like a spandex top with just like bits of pineapple all over him like on his head and stuff as well mm-hmm. but the way that he draws his lips is the most amusing thing I've ever seen man it's just like a line with an oval round it just makes him look so gormless it's like it, yeah it's really good that show is entertaining as hell 40 ounces is a 1.183 litres okay I mean that's not that much then yeah yeah, yeah. that's doable I also just remembered I did watch some anime. Um, yes. Ages ago, well, there's no one you'll want to talk about. Um, ages ago, I'd started Sword Art Online 2. Oh, you are absolutely right. Let's move on. And <laughs> I kind of stopped halfway through um, and I picked it up again for about three episodes and I've stopped again. Mm-hmm. I will finish it. It's terrible. I don't know why you bother. It's because I'm now this deep. Yeah, so. Um. But it's it's. There's a lot of stuff in in Sword Art Online 2 that um, I never really noticed watching Sword Art uh, SEO 1. Uh, some really, really weird, weird shit where you can just go Japan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of new trailers released this week as well. Um, I don't know if you want to call it the biggest one, but uh, the new Terminator one, Terminator Dark Fate was released. Uh Produced by James Cameron, directed by Tim Miller, who directed Deadpool. Uh, initial thoughts, boys, on oh, Linda Hamilton's back. She's only going to be in that for 20 minutes at the start, isn't she? I kind of hope it's a total pass the baton. Well, I want to know. I hope it's not. Like, I hope she is, like, one of the main things in that movie because, like, she was absolutely amazing in the first two Terminator mm-hmm. films and stuff like that. And, like,. Mm. I mean, I, I I can't think of any movie she's been in other than the Terminator ones, though. Dante's like, Peak. That, I've never seen that. Trying uh, to talk about Dante's Peak. Hmm. But yeah, like, Sarah Connor is, like, one of the most iconic movie characters of all time. Mm-hmm. So to have her in a film again, if it's good, would be good. But again, her returning, I mean, I can't mind the last time I'd seen her in any films. I don't know if she's semi-retired or whatever. Um, so to, to, to coax her back into... A franchise that has... Sorry, to, to what? Quirks. <laughs> Coerce. Coerce. Did I say quirks? Yeah, yeah. Coerce. Coerce her back into a, a franchise and you're like, well, especially because her, her and Jim Cameron did not end on good terms. Yeah. You kind of wonder, what, what is it? What What's... what's What is it? Cash money is player. See, I don't know if it... I'd like to hope there'll be more than that because it is her taking on... Like easily her her iconic role. Yeah. So so like straight off the bat though, like every Terminator movie since Terminator Two mm-hmm. has been fucking terrible. 
Yeah. Okay. With like some minor bits in three, I think are actually kind of cool. The end of three, I like. The yes. end of three is good. Uh, I also like the idea for the Terminator in three. Like, well, not the bit where it puts nano machines <laughs> into like regular cars and takes them over and stuff. That really got to me. But like the idea that she is like the combination. Is that of... because you love Metal Gear and you know that's not how nano machines work? Well, no, I mean, like, nano machines <laughs> is just a. It's essentially just modern day magic in it. Yeah. Uh, but just it's the idea that like a. A car, just a normal car, could be taken over in such a way. It just seemed, just like a fundamental misunderstanding of how cars work. <laughs> but I mean, that's a minor thing, I guess. That's why they're here. But, uh, yeah, like the, the the fact that she's like a combination of like Arnie's style T one thousand Terminator and the T sorry the T one hundred Terminator and the T one thousand. Like she's got like the metal skeleton and the liquid metal mm-hmm. kind of part of her. Like I'd really like that. And like in this movie, in the trailer for this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is like they've acknowledged fuck what was it? Genesis that wasn't it yeah, yeah. Uh, where oh, fuck it I'm terrible at people's names when is it Jason Clark is that his yeah. name yeah uh, where he's got like the kind of nano machine style mm-hmm. Terminator thing mm-hmm. so like, this one looks like a kind of evolution of the T-1000 or the what was it the T-1 million what was the fucking Dominatrix thing the Terminatrix thing called the Terminatrix no it was like what number was it though it was like I don't know if there was I just I remember I, it, just it being does nice have a number I just can't remember what it is. Thing is, yeah, like, it looks like an evolution of that mixed with the Genesis thing and I, I like the idea that uh, the, the liquid metal part of it can, can kind of detach and become like two threats mm. uh, but it's still like the one entity that, that the Terminator in this looks could see looks like I think some of it I think some of the design well, I mean it is just a teaser so they'll definitely be in post-production but I thought some of the effects didn't look great um, yeah well the effects aren't brilliant mm. but I'm saying like the concept for that is really good the mm. idea that the Terminator can split and kind of be mm. liquid metal and the, mm. the kind of metal chassis mm. uh, I don't like this kind of trope of there being a sympathetic Terminator thing, like the the woman being like mega, mega, mega human in this. Which uh, I'm, I'm sure is the storyline of Terminator salvation. salvation. Yeah, like he doesn't even realise he's a Terminator. Yeah. Well, he's not really, is he? He's a human that's got like a metal uh, body because he's still got like a human heart and all the rest of it. He, he was, oh yeah, yeah he, that he, he, he was it? human and then like oh. he was in an accident and got like... No, uh, he's got... No, he is a Terminator. But no, he's, he's, a he's a human. He's a human, but then he's in like an accident, and he wakes up in the future because he's been put into a metal body, but he's still got his heart and his brain. That's, yeah. yeah, and then he gives John Connor his yeah. heart at the end. Yeah. Rubbish. I blanked out so much on yeah. that film. Yeah. But like, it's it's something you see a, a lot. When it's, I mean, it's Ghost in the Shell, all that stuff. Like uh, the, the whole what does it mean to be human? It's Star Trek uh, Next Generation. With mm-hmm. it's like so many things do it. So at this point in time. To have like another one be the, the emphasis on her being more human than the humans around her is just trite at this point. It's I don't know. Again, it could. It just depends if it's done so right. It's, it's Alien Resurrection. Do you mean it's Blade Runner twenty forty nine? Man, like you've got that whole thing and it worked. I'm just saying if you can use the, as long as the story's good and the teaser doesn't really give you a lot. All we get is they're protecting a wee girl. She is yeah. she maybe is some kind of fate of humanity yeah. like it, it is in her hands or she's so important that the Terminators are after her. this sympathetic Terminator is protecting her and at one point uh, when Sarah Connor comes out I was like what uh, what does she mean to you she's like well because I was her kind of thing yeah. so like right okay so you are the answer you know you're you're inevitably 
it's it, our fate's in it's your got, hands. Do you know what thing. though? Like after all the bullshit that's happened with the other movies in this franchise, where each one is a bigger disappointment than one before it, this trailer did not make me instantly think, "What the fuck are they doing?" It was no, like, this has got potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it actually okay, looks yeah. like it could be a it, good movie. It just, I mean, it is a teaser. Uh, we'll wait and see when there's a when we get a full on trailer right. and it gets a bit more, and then. I mean, I said to Lee ages ago, I was like, I'm in, Arnie's in this, so he'll probably be a human, right? And then when you see him in it, you only see him, like, open a door. We don't know if he's a Terminator or a human. I still he's think he's... He's got a nice scar across his face, yeah. which suggests to me he's human. Well, I mean, yeah. the, his model bleeds, though, doesn't it? It's like, oh, it's live does, tissue. Yeah. yeah. And again, again this seems to be, like, kind of acknowledging that Genesis was a thing because he's old in Genesis as well. Yeah, yeah but because it's a direct yeah. sequel to Terminator 2, and if they're not exactly taking uh, anything from it... Again, we don't know anything. Uh, the teaser was all right. Had some so, had some nice bits of it. The, I didn't hate it. I'm just like, okay, um, yeah, it was well, fine. It's, we'll wait and see. It's, but, on the, it's on the back foot from the get-go, though, because everybody who was old enough to love all the older Terminator films are all on the defensive yeah. instantly about it. And like anybody who's too young probably doesn't really care uh, about yeah. that sort of thing. So for them, it'll just be any throwaway action movie. Yeah. But like it does look promising. The one thing I will say that I disliked in the trailer what? is there's a specific shot where the bad Terminator, or what we assume is going to be the bad Terminator, mm-hmm. Ghost Rider from Agents of Shield, Diego Luna. Oh, is that who? Uh, okay. Like a, did you say Diego Luna there? Yeah. That's not him, is it? Shaggy's Ghost Rider, isn't it? Anyway, well, you uh, you'll, um, you'll check that out. Is it Gabriel Luna? I think it's Gabriel Luna. Right, carry on, purple. But yeah, like there's a bit in it where like he gets shot in the face, and like the cinematography for the way it's all framed and stuff is very reminiscent of Terminator Two when Robert Patrick Mm -hmm. gets uh, shot in the face, and like you see his kind of metal body coming back together again, Mm -hmm. and like he kind of stares at the camera, and this is like an almost shot for shot thing for that, and that makes me worry that this movie is going to. Do the same thing that the new Aye, Robocop. Remember this one. Remember yeah, that one. New remember Robocop, the one before Jurassic it. Park. Yeah. All these things. Mm-hmm. All the all the kind of soft reboot things. Where rather than being their own film, they are so hung up on the good films of the past. And what it ends up being is like, here's that good iconic scene. Do you remember that? But here it is done shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really hope that 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 one shot if it's in the film doesn't get ling- lingered on. And mm-hmm. I hope that the whole movie isn't just a a kind of parade of references to the older films. Mm. Outside of all the stuff so, that's been in all the films, yeah. like uh, one of the Terminators saying, get out, saying, come with me if you want to live, all that stuff, all the ones that have happened in every single movie, mm-hmm. like have them in it, sure, because that's a thing. But mm. Is the post-credit scene of this film, uh, Mackenzie Pierce Terminator rocks up to this wee cabin somewhere, she's got the girl... It's not Mackenzie and- Davis. Mackenzie Davis, sorry, I'm getting mixed up today. What are you doing? Um, Rocks up to some cabin in the wilderness, and out comes John Connor. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, this is they they have said like it wasn't in the trailer, but like I forget where I've seen this, but this is like I think we've been in the poster. This is the day after Judgment Day is when this is set. Again, again, though it's like where does. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where that puts us in the world. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this it's got promise though. Yeah. Is the takeaway from that? Like, I I did not expect to come away from a, a modern Terminator film thinking, do you know what that looks alright? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. My favorite new trailer is from the director for Entry at Midsummer, which we all will. Paco watched it before the show, and we'd seen it before. And you know, I put it up on the Raptors. Uh, 
Page again. Uh, I thought Hereditary was one of the best movies of last year, and was it last year? Yeah. Yes. So this trailer very much has a kind of Wicker Man feel to it, but like Hereditary, it kind of like not everything is as it seems. It's not as black and white as in, it's just a cult movie. It looks like there's a lot going on, and much like Hereditary, I kind of hope it kind of throws a wee, throws some surprises our way. But basically the trailer is these group of friends go on a holiday to Sweden. There's a kind of inner conflict amongst um, some of the folk that are going, and then they come into this kind of commune, which looks like a cult, and then it looks as if they're taking hallucinogenics and uh, things start getting weird. This uh, commune, members of the commune start kind of no, working it, on them. It's a festival they go to. Sorry, uh, yeah. And folk at the festival look as if they're singling out each of the people mm. and like working on them psychologically. And there's a couple of like really great kind of like shots and like uh, there's mysterious a, there's a, there's kind a of efforts. A lot of, of imagery. Yes. Involved, um, I tell you what though. I really like, enjoyed it, man. I thought I, it was a great trailer. I didn't see Hereditary, but like that, that trailer for Midsummer uh, has a really fucking good just tone to it. Yeah. Like the whole thing has like this really weird fever dream feel. To it. Like everything's yeah, like over, yeah, fever dream. That's like it, everything's yeah. like oversaturated. Like everything's just a bit off. Like even at the start of the trailer, before like the kind of more horror elements come into it, there's just that whole feeling of everything being too saccharine sweet. Like it's mm. all artificial. It's all really fucking mm-hmm. just yeah. yeah. The, 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 it looks like it'll be like a, a really good tense. A kind of thriller effort. Aye, man, I, I think it looks actually really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm up for it. Yeah. Uh, Hereditary is free on Amazon Prime if you want to watch it. I, I'll get around to it at some point, man. Like, I'm really bad for watching like movies and stuff these days, though. Like, I tend to never really make the investment to sit down for like an hour and a half to watch a film unless it's like for the show in a in the cinema. Yeah. Um, think. Uh, oh yeah, and. Uh, uh, the Cannes Film Festival is underway and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino's new movie is screened there and it dropped a new trailer. Uh, again, looks fine. It's got a, a, bit, a very impressive cast. It looks very much like it's going to get the Inglorious Bastards treatment of it's going to rewrite history and have a kind of Tarantino fairy tale kind of way of doing it. Have a uh, lot of shots of people's feet. Probably, yeah. Um... It doesn't really give you a lot to work with other than what you've already probably read on the internet and that is uh, Leo DiCaprio is a f- failed kind of, well, he was a TV actor uh, his show's just been cancelled and him and his stuntman played by Brad Pitt are going to Hollywood to try and get work but in amongst that you've got the the Manson family in there and... Matt Smith Charles Manson in this? Or is, is that, that Matt, a different film? Is that Matt Smith? I know he is playing Charles Manson. No, it's a different film. It is, it film. is a different film. But yeah, like you've got Brad Pitt, Leo DiCaprio, Al Pacino, Timothy Olyphant, Margot Robbie, um, Kurt Russell. So, again, impressive cast. The trailer's fine. Now, I remember reading something this week that the character Kurt Russell plays in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is the brother of the character in um, Death Proof. Death Proof. All right, that all right. sounds so like a Tarantino. Yeah, well, Tarantino let's let's do. connect that. Yeah, uh, the trailer's fine. It it doesn't give you a lot away. And uh, sorry, it doesn't give a lot away. Um, it's been getting rave reviews at Cannes. Uh, it's like the Cannes Film Festival. Um, there's apparently a big plot twist at the end, which he is urging critics and folk that see the film to not reveal. We'll see how that goes. Um, given I think the film's released here in August, so uh, I will 
100% know what that twist is before August. Probably, yeah, probably. Because you're going to go hunt whether, whether I want to, Whether I want to know or not, I yeah. will know that twist. Yeah. Um, Which, like, you used to fucking hate Tarantino, didn't you? Like, I still don't really like the guy. Um, at times I feel like a film should speak for itself rather than, you know, the ninth film by Quentin Tarantino. Mm. It's he's like, got a fucking ego to be sure, man. Don't get me wrong, he's a marquee name and he will bring bums on seats. I absolutely understand that. It's just sometimes I feel like he takes precedence over his films sometimes and I just think that that should never be the case. I find it a lot of his work to be... Oh, so what I'm looking for... Contrived? Overlong? <laughs> oh yeah, overlong, certainly. Um, a little over-ambitious at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, mean, like, I, I fucking I love Kill Bill 1 and 2. I love them. I think they're brilliant films. Like I'm sure he's done other ones, but right now they're escaping no, me like that I, I actually like. I like most of his... I, I like all his films, like maybe Bar 2. Jackie Brown is really good. Jackie Brown's excellent. I like Pulp Fiction. Reservoir Dogs is good. Kill Bill One and Two is good. Death Proof I thought was shit. Death Proof is fucking. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, like, that's that's, thought, that's what I was getting to. Like all, all his more modern ones, I haven't had anything for it. Glorious Bastards, I yeah, did not I like, like at all. The first twenty minutes of that yeah. was good. The rest first, of it. The first twenty minutes of that. What was is amazing, and then it just goes so downhill. Yeah, uh, Django was like all right. I like I Django. Didn't, I didn't like it as much as everybody else seemed to. Yeah, I really enjoyed Django. Uh, and then I thought the Hateful Eight was boring. Mm. But again, True Grit was that him? No, no that's the Clones. That's, that's a fantastic film. Yeah, it's very good. The thing about the Hateful Eight though is there was just such a fucking hoo ha about getting that made in the first place that I, that again annoyed me how much that was kind of you know the script got leaked. He spat the dummy and oh, says, "I'm yeah, not yeah. making it." Mm-hmm. Then he did a. A hot, like a, almost a play like a stage reading of it and then eventually was like oh I'm just going to turn a book oh actually you know I'll just make the film and you're like oh, fucking just make up your mind man um, but yeah and again after that I was, thought it was kind of boring uh, also he can't act for Toffee no, yeah, and I don't know why he insists and cast himself in well you get folk that do that like Alfred Hitchcock will maybe walk past the camera or be a guy in the a guy in the crowd, but he seems to have to cast himself in prominent roles that require you, some kind of I don't want to say range, but certainly some kind of talent with uh, with do acting. You, do you remember who Peter Jackson plays in Lord of the Rings? Uh, did he not have a few parts? I think he was only in it once. No, I think his kids were in it more than he was. Like the kids were like in the Shire and stuff, but like mm. I think he was only on screen once in the. Did he talk? No, he burped. Oh, he was okay. a drunk in Bree. Okay. He's in The Hobbit as well. I think he, again, like, he's like smoking at some mm. point and the camera goes by him. But again, fair enough. That, but don't get wrong, you, you get yeah, at in 60 frames per second. Yeah. It was 48. Um, is it 48? Mm. But yeah. Um, I thought the whole big deal of that was it was 60. No, it was just, it was high frame rate, which for mm. a cinema is, yeah. like, cinema traditionally is 27 frames yeah. a second, I think it is. Or possibly 33, that might be TV. But uh, the Hobbit movies got brought out in 48 frames a second, mm. which is high frame rate for them. But for us gamers, yeah. Neil, mm. it just um, looked weird. Yeah. And rubbish. Every, <laughs> everybody, every, every human male character pretty much looked the same. You'd look Evans, looks looked the same as. I'm now trying to remember who else was fucking in that film. Um, James uh, Nesbitt. No. Um, Who's Thor in Open Shield? Richard Armitage, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who also kind of looked a bit like Orlando Bloom. He was also in that. <laughs> yeah, all like the, the your kind of main human characters all just look like the same guy. Mm. 
They all had a beard and long hair, long black hair. Going to be a pin here and say that most of them were dwarves. All the human, I believe I said. Yeah, but you also said a uh, Armitage, who was a dwarf. In oh, it was Armitage as well? Yeah. In a well, okay, I'm, open I'm, not, I'm not talking yeah, about Armitage then. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Is, is he a dwarf? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just made him look less dwarf-like than everybody else in it because he was like the main dude and they wanted him to what be What was sexy. the name of the second one? To make you the second one, I'm thinking about. Oh, yeah. Smog. God. Yeah, the Desolation yeah, Desol- of Smog. Because it's once they get to like that wee town that Smog annihilates. Yeah. Oh, I get like I think that a uh, Tolkien did actually say that it's supposed to be pronounced smog, but I always thought that sounded shit. Being a, he was British as well. I just yeah. thought it would have been smog. I mean, like it's also like a kind of commentary on um, a, the industrial revolution and stuff yeah, like that. And, but like, up until that point, I'd never heard that word. Lee Pace. Lee Pace. I had never wor- heard that word pronounced that way before. I thought mm. looking at it, I was like, no, it's a smog because of the way it's spelled. Yeah. But there you go. Um. Yes. They are, they're garbage. I'm, I'm sure we've had this conversation before, though, about like the high frame rate stuff. Where, like Everybody always kind of has a go at them for looking weird and stuff. And like my response to that is always like, it's just because you're not used to it. Like It's actually like, oh, more, yeah, it's, it's just totally, more realistic. Totally just because you're not used to it. Yeah, and like, the, the fact that the Hobbit films looked as shit as they did wasn't because of the frame rate. Well, I mean, it was partly because of the frame rate, but it was because... The people making the sets and stuff like that are that used to getting away with like being uh, cheap and stuff in certain areas. So like it really fucking showed. It highlighted it when yeah. it was the higher frame rate thing because like you could see the detail and things like we were clearly as it was kind of moving uh, around. As I said, my, my it's art- like every, every single time it was an outdoor scene in the Hobbit movies, it looked amazing. Mm. But then it was like whenever it was an actual set, it looked shit because the set design was shit. My argument is, if you're going to get a pig that kind of technology why not do it for like an Attenborough documentary or something like that yeah get people used why, to it but why stuff, use yeah. it in a fan why is you use it in the fantasy genre where sets will look like sets hmm. well I mean all that means that it was the same thing that I'm sure we've had this conversation before you we have it was this, the same thing that happened in the jump from SD to HD originally yeah because like, one of the prime ones I always remember of that was uh, Michael Mann's uh, Public Enemies <laughs> just uh, it looks terrible. Yeah, because they're it. that used to getting yeah. away with like the lower resolution that like when it comes to the newer stuff, they need to like get better at putting makeup on yeah. and get better at making props and stuff. It's the same thing. I just thought, well, certainly with Public Enemies, I just thought going digital with that wasn't the best move. I think, given how given the era it's set in and the way yeah, it was, it would have been better if film. it was shot in film. Yeah. It looked. It did. Well, I, could, the, the, I could understand them going that way from Miami Vice. Yeah, because that's that's yeah. present, that's modern day. Whereas in modern day, modern technology you're used to seeing that kind of thing. But if you're gonna have a period gangster film yeah, shot like that, it period. jars it. Yeah, you know what I mean. From what you're used, to, you're, what you're used to be seeing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> How the hell did we even go on this? Or oh, the trailer for Once Upon a Time? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, I think that was like the only that was the last of the trailers that I'd seen. Um, I yeah. saw the I saw the Child's Play trailer. All right, yeah. It looked crap. There we go. That was that was that. Um, that was Neil's long distance review. My my issue with the Child's Play trailer was that um, there seemed to because Ch- Chucky is now a robot toy and not an actual kind of doll. Mm. Um, they're going for a lot of 
it seems to be more of a kind of uh, angle they're going with is the this fear of technology. Oh, it's a ghost of the machine yeah. thing rather than... Because um, they show you a lot of... That shows you quite a lot in that trailer where a lot of the set pieces look very much based on oh, they're in a place where there's this kind of technology and this is the technology that's going to use to kill them. Um, you only hear Chucky talk once and it's right at the end. Mm. Uh, and to be fair, Mark Hamill seems to be fine. Yeah. Um, but I didn't get any sense in that trailer of that doll having a soul of any kind that would drive it to murder. Yeah, it seemed more a bit like the kind of AI gaining yeah. consciousness thing. Yeah. yeah. So I wonder how much that. I kind mean, of... I mean, that's fine. I mean, that that was like the the kind of plot device for the the original back in the day when ancient Indian burial grounds and. Like all that stuff was like the the go to thing. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, like, totally. Like, like, yeah. Modernizing it to be like a kind of technophobia. That's yeah. fair enough. Oh yeah, look, uh, I, I have nothing. I have nothing against it. The, the core just, thing I of a toy going about good. stabbing folk is still you know going to be the main thing of it. Hmm. Looks alright. Though I mean, like there was that a good bit in the original Child's Play when they they realised that there's no batteries in it and it's still moving about. That was that was like a genuinely yeah. good hmm. good moment. Yeah. Uh, do we see any other trailers? No, probably. Don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Down to Abbey. Who cares? Do you know? Plenty of people would imagine. Do you know? I might go and watch that just so I can talk about it on here. You do that, mate. You do that. I w- I've not seen any of Down to Abbey the TV show. Well, see, that's no fine. Interest. Neither have I. So I'm interested in. Would this be? How does this fare for the entry level? Okay. The pleb. Yeah. And. By God, in Downton Abbey, everybody's a pleb. <laughs> um, I'm not interested in it at nah. all. Uh, after talking to you about Detective Pikachu, I went and seen that. Uh, yeah, I pre- yeah, everything I thought you said was pretty much spot on. Uh, kids, A kid's Deadpool, I totally get that. Not just the Ryan Reynolds thing, but the way it kind of plays with the audience, uh, the jokes, things like that. Um, it was a very adorable kids movie. It was fun uh, for someone who has never really watched Pokemon or got into it. Uh, sitting there in the audience, I didn't feel alienated by the world. Uh, it kinda, yeah, you kind of settle comfortably into it immediately. The whole, it's almost like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit thing. I like that. I was like, yeah, the world just has humans and Pokemons in it. And that is just the way the world is. Yeah. And this is, and here you go. Here's your story. It, it's a very Could it be good... a pedant again and say that the plural of Pokemon is still just Pokemon. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's, a ve- it's a very good entry level into that universe. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. It looks uh, great as well. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah. you said it last week or whatever. Was that two weeks ago? Last week, no. last was that last week? week? Yeah, it was last week. Uh, but yeah, like it never looks real, but it does look good. And it mm. looks stylish. Yeah, um, yeah. There was a lot of laughs in it. Um, I thought the the main characters were all uh, really likable. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, I don't know. I didn't really care too much for the the main dude. Well, I, yeah, I liked him. He, he had his story, um, and the Pokemon were quite funny. Some of them, like like you were saying, uh, Pikachu is very adorable. Um, some of the Pokemon fighting was again very cartoony and again quite style stylistic, but yeah, all in all, it was a it was a very cheerful like nearly what two hours at the cinema, mm-hmm. and for someone who's never seen Pokemon or whatever, if you just want to go for like a cheerful fun it's movie, fun that's exactly what it is. Movie. Yeah, do you want to see Ken Watanabe really struggle with English? Oh yeah, oh, he's rough. 
Yeah. I, that's not me slagging him off, by the way, man. Like, yeah, like, like, I, like I get, Latin, Latin, I get Latin, that but, English is hard yeah. to fucking learn as a second language, but like... Rewatch Inception. It's hard. It's hard to watch him like uh, try to speak English because like he seems to really fucking struggle with yeah. it, man. Mm. Also, to be fair, he doesn't really have that much to work with. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, and then I went and watched uh, Rocket nah, Man. I should rewatch Inception. Uh, I rewatched it not long ago. It's great. Still is. Um, I went and watched uh, Rocket Man. You didn't see that, did you? Know? No, that's I've been at work all week. Right. Um, Okay, is it as bad as a lot of reviews are telling saying it is? No, um, no. Uh, the com- the comparisons being, well, what's it like compared to Bohemian Rhapsody? <clears throat> as I said before, I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody is kind of like Braveheart in the sense that it's very entertaining, but historically is all over the place and plays with a lot of uh, actual events, uh, and it is more a celebration of the band Queen. Rocket Man is more. It feels more like an out and out musical, um, the way the they tell Elton John's life, because <clears throat> the way it kind of starts off is it's him in an A meeting and then he starts recounting like his childhood, and then that goes into song, into whatever event is happening in his life at that point, and then you get a period where there's no music and uh, it's just like a film. So, but it feels more like a straight up musical uh, than Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was actually really good. Um, I thought Tate and Egerton was great. I thought Richard Madden was good. I thought generally, generally the whole cast was uh, good. Uh, if you like Elton John's music, uh, I there were songs in that that I didn't even know that was Elton John, but I thought the music in it was actually really good. Yeah, he's actually like yeah, he's got a lot more songs than you realize that you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and uh, I thought. Yeah, I thought the way they structured and presented the story combined with the music was actually really good. Um, and if you're, again, if if you like Elton John's music and you kind of like your musicals, check out. Even if you like your biopics. I mean, there's a lot about that man's life I didn't know. I mean, I knew he was famous. I think I just, I didn't realise how famous he was mm. in his heyday. Like they were talking about he was responsible for X amount of percentage of albums on the planet Earth or mm. music revenue and things like that. And I'm like, fuck man, I mean, I didn't realise he was that famous. And he and I didn't realise, you know, he started off playing in like soul bands and uh, things like that and was into like his blues and that. I was like, man, I didn't know any about that. And uh, again, all of that was very interesting, the way I they played remember, that with that. I remember an interview with Meatloaf mm-hmm. uh, where he talked about how he got his name Meatloaf and it was something to do with Elton John. Was it? I thought it was. All right, I thought Meatloaf got that because his dad used to pick on him and it, like said something about. Well, it might. That's why I thought you could be right, man. I'm no, gonna get that wrong. It might. Okay, <clears throat> it might not have been how he got his name, but there was something to do with his name. I remember that story. Told that story. So yeah. 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 Uh, well, sorry. Uh, Meatloaf wasn't in the film. I dig your it. your uh, concentrations are you about fucking out the window yeah. today, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm alright. I'm actually paying attention. It's just if I have to think about things in the past. Aye. Um. But yeah. Um. I enjoyed it. Uh. For some, I know you're not heavy into your musicals, Paco, but I even think you'd enjoy it. Um. It's quite funny as well, and uh, the actual story of him is very tragic at times. Like just because he loved the cocaine. Well, there was that, but like there a so lot. We thought you were going to end that word shorter there. Uh, no, but the, the whole relationship. Yeah, well, how, he has... how would that be tragic? I thought you were the woke one, Paco. Yeah, I'd say I thought Sick. it's choose how little I think of you, Neil. I thought you were going to shorten it. Uh, the whole kind of relationship he has with his family and his dad and how that affects him. 
in later life again is quite tragic. But did his dad not like the he liked the cocaine's. No, no, this is this goes way back <laughs> like to when he was this angle here. Yeah. This goes no, this goes way back to when he was a child and that. Uh, uh, but um What did he know put out? <laughs> oh my god. Um but no, yeah. man. Is that getting edited out? Are we leaving that well, in? Are you happy with it's that? A, it's a joke sake, man. Uh, did he get touched as a child as I was wrong? No. If he did, we can take it out because no. that's insensitive. No. If he didn't, it's a fucking no, uh, <laughs> my God, man, this is. But yeah, uh, it was as I said, tragic. You better take it all the time, just no. I'm, let's get left in. Yeah. All right, okay. Uh, Rocket Man <laughs> was tragic, funny, uh, really well made. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I very good movie. I, I want to see this. Right? So, is, so I don't know what I don't know where this whole oh it's terrible coming from. I was like, it's a really entertaining. And night the cinema again. If you like Elton John, if you're an interest in the man's life, or even if you just like his music, you'll get something mm-hmm. from it. See the first time that the actor playing Elton John appeared on screen. Mm-hmm. Did you think to yourself, "I don't think that's Elton John"? No, Taden Egerton is. I know what you're going there. Going that joke you're going for there, but Taden Egerton is. This is probably his best performance. Where was he done? He was in Secret. Sorry, Kingsman. He's Eggsy. All right. Yeah. Fuck, man. He's Elton John. Wow. And he and he nails it. And that's the other thing is he, I remember reading like, like because he sings all the songs himself, it's not like lip syncing, he does a really good Elton John impression, but Elton John was like, I don't want you to do an impression of me, like sing oh, the well, songs. That means he's doing Oscar then? Uh, he might get nominated. He, he went one better by not lip syncing. Well, that's something where they're like, with Bohemian Rhapsody, he's like, well, yeah, he didn't lip sync. Yeah, like, so if, if he can get an Oscar for not for lip syncing, surely he gets an Oscar for not lip syncing. I don't think that's how it works. I'm mm. pretty sure it's not that kind of finite criteria otherwise the whole thing's a sham a sham Neil I've been saying it's a sham for like at least a decade welcome to my world Um, (laughs) so that was Rocketman is Rocketman and Bohemian Rhapsody is that uh, this year's Volcano Dante's Peak (laughs) is it Deep Impact Armageddon is that is it it that of 2019 no 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 uh, whereas I like Armageddon but don't like Deep Impact uh, I like Volcano and I don't like Dante's Peak I like both Rocketman and Bohemian Rhapsody for different reasons Okay. Dante's Peak was shit and so is Deep Impact I know you disagree with that I don't get me wrong Armageddon I think you need to re-watch Deep Impact Deep Impact's alright I think the... Armageddon's got gash as well but it's, Arma- it's, high, Arma- co- it's high concept gash Armageddon's a better one because it's fucking stupid and ridiculous. It's an and action movie. Deep Impact is a, a serious movie. Yeah. Like I think you were maybe just too young for Deep Impact. Yeah. You watched it. I think if you go walk back and watch Deep Impact, yeah, then, I, I think like, young Tommy would have turned off yeah. Deep Impact. But I think when was that? Ninety eight. No, yeah. 90, Well, Armageddon was like 98, 99. Yeah. Yeah, you would have been like what eleven. Uh, 13 yeah 13 year old fucking uh, I, go back and watch it again I, 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 I would 15 when you I, seen I, it I would have done the same oh, fuck off I'm just a better person than you though you know, oh is that what it is I okay I don't suppose MD saw Aladdin is uh, that out like yeah. on Wednesday I've no interest in it um, I haven't seen it I thought about maybe watching it tonight but I don't think I will um, I, I had actually thought about going to it tonight after we did this I was thinking more of going to rewatch the movie of the week, John Wick 3. Oh, I could totally go and watch John Wick but 3 again, man. I don't know how. I, I need to get my second wind. 
But you watched, well, we, we, we rewatched John Wick too. We talked I, about I it. I also rewatched. But that's I, what I'm saying. You well, rewatched I watched it. it for the first time. Oh, really? Yeah, it was the first time that I saw John Wick too. Ruby uh, Rose is gash. Yes. No, I'm joking. Right, no, I, I actually. I had a point I was going to raise about Ruby Rose and that I find it. I find. And it's something about the John Wick films as a whole because the character that's in uh, John Wick 3 is we quite often bring up forced diversity mm-hmm. and I found that that's a thing John Wick films do well yep well I, that's the thing it's not forced diversity exactly it's just John Wick. it's just there I had I'm glad you brought this up because this was actually one of the points I was going to bring up for because John Wick I, as well well no this is about John Wick 2 right. and that anytime nowadays somebody plays a disabled character or yeah. something like that for instance uh, that thing for the woman from from us that got grief because of the voice that she did. Yeah, yeah. Um, nobody ever brought up that Ruby Rose is playing a deaf person doing sign language all the way through that. Right. Because it doesn't seem... Forced. It doesn't seem forced. Yeah. It seems an actual thing, which I found interesting. But also it's like, again, like the John Wick movies are modern day martial arts movies and <laughs> like so many martial arts movies of the past have got that kind of thing where there usually is like a, a blind swordsman yeah. or like a the woman from the raid 2 that uses the claw hammers like right, she's yeah. the same she's deaf as well yeah. isn't she and a, it was like the guy with the baseball bat is he not like a mute as well in it or something but like you know that, that whole idea of like a what's the word disabled is not a cooth word anymore is it it's like what's the word additional needs yeah like you know like having them is that, in, is that the term nowadays so, uh yeah, I think so. I'm trying additional not to be needs, offensive. Additional needs, additional, additional support. Needs, right. It's the first I've ever heard that. Uh, but yeah, like yeah, that those things are kind of natural uh, parts of martial arts movies yeah. as well. So like, I think the fact that it's there obviously just feels like a, a kind of homage to those yeah. other movies as well. But yeah, it's it's natural. It doesn't feel like it shouldn't be there. It yeah. doesn't feel like it's pandering, which so many things these days are fucking exactly that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's a. To skip forward a bit, like, uh, we'll completely not finish with John Wick 2. I want to hear more of your thoughts on it. But, like, there was a part halfway through chapter three of John Wick uh, where just out of nowhere I had, like, a massive appreciation of what was happening on the screen because that bit where Halle Berry is just fucking wrecking shop, man. She's Mm -hmm. doing absolutely amazing in it. Like, I had that kind of moment of they have not once pandered to the fact that it's a woman doing this they've never lingered on a shot they've never made any fucking mm. you know like huge dealer oh look it's a woman doing mm. this look wink wink nudge nudge like women are great as well they just fucking let her do her thing man like mm. just it's exactly the thing, the thing they more linger on is the dog aspect but that's also <laughs> cool as fuck a, a, I don't know there was a bit during that, that uh, scene where I actually thought of you Paco and I thought I wonder if Paco sat and watched this Kind of wincing. Absolutely. He's already been bitten the balls. Absolutely. Like, all the times with the fucking. There's, there's, a, there's, there's, a, there's a lot much, of it. It just it like, happens a lot. It wasn't a guy you, just getting bitten across. Do you know, like, those ones didn't actually fucking get to me that much because, mm-hmm. like, that you kind of. If you think of a dog biting somebody, mm. they usually go for like bits like that, like yeah. arms, legs, or like the fucking crotch area and stuff was like that. The guy that got it in was, the chest? It was more than one. Like the dogs were biting people in the fucking heart. And mm. I was like, just every time it happened, I was like, holy fuck, like, yeah. that's terrible. That's so that's so much more terrifying than like getting bitten in an arm. Yeah. Uh, or an appendage in general. Yeah. But yeah, like just I, I love how 
going back, we were talking about like uh, Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor in the Terminator movies, and like uh, Sigourney Weaver in the Alien movies and all that stuff. Like, there was never any like outcry or like that I'm aware of. There probably was back in the day, but just social media wasn't a thing, so we never fucking heard from the next weirds of the I, day. I honestly uh, don't think there there was. But, like th- those things all felt natural. They all felt yeah. like they were supposed to be there. And like Halle Berry and John Wick Three is exactly that. Like at no point does it feel pandering. At no mm. point does it feel like she's just there to tick a box. Uh, it was, I thought she was fucking really good in it, man. It's possibly the best thing she's done, in my opinion. Okay, I'm I'm gonna say when the scene once she's kicking ass was really good. Yeah. See, every time she opened her mouth, she was garbage, man. I, see, know, like, see I, every, thought, see, I thought it fit the tone. See, really every well. time she just furrowed her brow, scrunched up her eyes and her wee nose, and then just over enunciated every fuck. King Lane. Nah, I like this. I thought she fit the tone of the film pretty well. Uh, I will say though, like after having that realization, uh, like they they didn't seem to be pandering uh, to like just twenty nineteen sensibilities with her being in it and stuff. Like after I kind of had that realization, I did then think like the fact that she is reduced to somebody whose weakness is the fact that she is a mother. Uh, is again something that you could probably latch on to for being like why do women in modern day films need to be either a mother or a lover interest like why can they not just be women yeah. uh, or be people I guess is what I'm trying to say uh, back to John Wick 2 though so like what was your thoughts on the rest of that um, John Wick 2 I really enjoyed John Wick 2 um, I thought it was, it was a good progression onwards from where we were left with the first one Um not only in terms of how things escalate, uh, how the story progresses, but on a technical level, you can tell that uh, both writers and directors have learned from what worked, what maybe wasn't so good in the first one, and there's now there's a kind of better level of uh, storytelling and filmmaking going on. Just in terms of how it looks and how it plays yeah. out, which they pro- really, progresses yeah. into the third one, they is really that gets the better as well. Yeah, it. it's 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 got more of a sense of style than uh, the first one certainly did. It's got more money, I suppose. But yeah, yeah well, that, that is, these things come with budgets. So yeah, mm-hmm. budgets and experience. Yeah. I, I do so. like how as they progress as well, like the the fact that the whole thing stemmed from the puppy being killed in the first yeah. one. Like they never let that go, but like they they become increasingly more aware of how ridiculous it is yeah. as it goes on. Yeah, I mean, what I think I prefer John Wick to John Wick One because I thought, oh yeah, it's a, it's a better film. Yeah, I, I think it looks better. It's better executed. Um, the action's ramped up again. When you got a bigger budget, you're able to do different yeah. things. Um, it's cool because it it world builds the whole assassins kind of alliance kind of thing. It talks yeah. about the rules of how, of the game and how. You can't, I mean, like the bit where um, Common and Keanu Reeves are fighting and then um, Franco Nero's like, you can't fight here. And then he's like, right, well, we go to the bar and have a gin and a whiskey. And yeah. He's like, we're going we're gonna to come back to this kind of thing. I quite like that. And I, again, that carries on to John Wick 3, the whole, there are rules. And if rules are broken, you can get around them. You can parlay with certain things. But it never, there's a, there's a I, sense, there's a code of honour. And a, a code of like, ethics. For, for me personally, I think those are the worst aspects of the John yeah, Wick movies. Yeah, I, I, I said this to you, and I'm going to jump forward to John Wick for you on this. That, oh, sorry, Played footsie. Yeah. Uh, the first like 25 minutes of John Wick 3 
is the most fun I have had in a cinema so yeah. far yeah. in a long time. Yeah. And then that initial action sequence with yeah. the knives is yeah. fucking amazing. And then the then I felt felt the pace just went flat because they then kind of throw in all this lore and see up until that point mm. John Rick 3 is the greatest video game movie ever made towards it, the end though it picks and back it, up it, 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 does, it does pick back up as soon, once he gets back into New York it totally picks mm. ramps back up again mm. um, so there's just that kind of kind of second quarter where it just kind of slows down and to be fair you do get a good action sequence in the middle and then there's just this kind of really daft bit of lore where I suppose we've kind of spoiled things already. Well, I mean, degree. there's not really that much. I don't think MD watches John Wick yeah, for the fucking story. Yeah. It's like, it is just an excuse to get people into action sequences. Yeah. It's where, you, where he kind of meets the, the head of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're a guy in your 40s, mate. How are you the head of this ancient assassin's guild? What's happening? Uh, yeah. Also, why are you this weird old Bedouin guy in the middle of a desert? I don't know, I just, uh, I, I quite like how they had to world, I mean, John Wick was never supposed to be what's turned out to oh, be, yeah. and yeah. I like the fact it's like, right, we need to flesh this out, so we're going to add in a bit more like lore, add a bit more story, a bit more characters, and take you a wee bit deeper into the world of what these uh, this Assassin's League yeah. was. Uh, I kind of enjoyed that, and I know what you mean, especially with John Wick 3, where, fuck me, they could, the, the first half hour of the film it could just be called chapter one it's him because everybody is <laughs> yeah. everybody at every corner has got a photo that's what's great well, as well I, I, everybody's a fucking assassin yeah. in this and that, that you know actually see when you're just sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt you when no, you no. said that everybody's a fucking assassin in this that's the that, video game part of it that though, is the video game part of it but that is also a wee bit that kind of annoys me slightly about right. it is that there's lots of times when they're just in the middle of a New York street, they're in the middle of fucking Grand Central Station where there's kids running about and they're just chipping cunts all over it. And, and nobody, nobody does anything. Does any, nobody even but, looks. But again, I don't think they did I, don't know a, I don't think they did a great job of conveying this in the movie. But like, I think the idea they're supposed to be that they are so discreet that people aren't even noticing that it's happening. Well, yeah. there's, a, there's a particular uh, shot where two people get killed and then as the camera pans out, the bodies aren't on the floor because like the other assassins have like got them well, out of the way. Uh, yeah, well, okay. there's, there's like a, a modern version of army killing that guy in the plane. Well, right. Y- yes, and like the thing that kind yeah, of it's not conveyed well. The the thing that I I kind of just went with that because you're right. You're like man. You no, know, I went with it, but it's yeah. it just it's it's a nitpick. There's a bit at the end of John Wick Two where he goes to see Ian McShane. And Ian McShane basically says something and everyone in the park stops and yeah, looks. Right. And I'm like, that's that, kind of cool because yeah, it's kind of so like... Everybody's an yeah, everyone is a potential threat. Yeah. And then... I, and, again, though, I think that's like a stylistic choice rather than an actual literal thing. I think it's supposed to just like represent and, his paranoia that now he doesn't know yeah, who's an assassin and yeah. who isn't. And again, in John Wick 2 and John Wick 3... Like, it surely does. I, they know, everybody I, knows I guess, everybody. I guess. <laughs> in John Wick 2 and John Wick 3, I mean... I, I know it's a daft film. It is a really daft film. And this man looks like he's having the time of his life. But it, it also knows Lawrence Fishburne choose oh, yeah. that oh, scenery. Ah, Belter. Oh, You're like, see, see someone the... please get this man a gun. And I'm like, Don't see Ian McShane, like... see what he's doing. You should be doing that. No, no. Ian McShane, McShane's mega subtle and that, how cool. No. Because Ian McShane's being mega subtle and cool, that is the exact way that Lawrence yeah, Fishburne has to I be. Ju- I just thought... Mo- see, see, like... The, jump there. 
see the very end scene that John Wick three. Yeah. Um, and he's just got be, be careful here, man. I know we've. I'm not going to say things, what happened, yeah. but he's just talking at him, and it was the most overacted scenery yeah. tune mentalness but that's what, fantastic yeah, I, I just say Larry Fishburne does that a lot and especially in the second one I was like oh make your mind up of what you're trying to do here That's my, that was my problem it's not like in Leon when Gary Oldman is tuning uh, the scenery a bell you're like this is great with, with, with Lawrence Fishburne I was like make your mind up of what you're trying to do here nah, <laughs> I, 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 I really like Lawrence the, Fishburne the thing like <laughs> I, I find it really ridiculous. Angelica Houston's ridiculous. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Like again, that, like this, the third chapter specifically seems to be like not even trying to hide how much the, the director fucking loved the the Matrix movies and yeah. stuff like that. Mm. Like that bit with Angelica Houston to me was so reminiscent of the bit in the Oracle. Matrix Reloaded. No, no, with a Monica Bellucci with the two henchmen when they're going through the chateau just before oh, the big chateau. Oh, thing. right. right. Like, it, it felt like you know this was like supposed to be a. Maybe even that's that same character, but older yeah. kind of thing. Because mm. uh, like, there's so many bits in it that are like such big love letters to the Matrix, and it, like I mean, that was even, a direct quote. The, so. Yeah, he uses the fucking line from it, and then like the fact that like the keymaker Morbi- uh, Morpheus and mm. Neo are in it. Like I'm yeah, just, all we're missing is Carrie Anne Moss. Yeah, and Hugo Weaving. And Hugo Weaving. Um, yeah. But yeah, like the the fact that like the guys from the raid are in it, and like do you know? See when I saw Mad Dog for the raid, I went. There's going to be a better fucking fighter in this movie. It's not even just that they're in it, but they're like, they've got the same ethos that they have in those movies. Like that whole kind of, it's all about the honour of the fight. Like they don't want to just kick somebody when they're down. They want to have like that actual proper battle. Which is cool. It's very anime. Yeah. Yeah. There there is a lot of cool elements to that. All the action sequences as well. Like from the get go, like that initial action sequence with the knives. Made me that, think of the raid. That is, it made me think of the raid instantly. Aye, uh, that that director is not afraid to let you know that he loves all the movies that yeah. we also love. And when yeah, and when given a proper budget, he'll he'll yeah. execute it to the best of his ability. Again, one thing that I really enjoyed about John Wick, the John Wick franchise, John Wick was just supposed to be this fucking nothing B movie. It made a lot of money. John Wick three is smashing all kinds of rec. Well, not smashing records, but it is fucking raking it. And I'm like. You see, when you just take a wee B movie, action movie, and you give it to the right folk and do that, you make money, yeah. Hollywood. Yeah. So, can we do some more of that? Remember Dread? Yeah. Can we do that? And just this one's been made. This one, Dread, didn't make any money. That's the problem. I reckon <laughs> if you, I reckon <laughs> if you were, yeah, no, it's brilliant. I love yeah, Dread. I reckon if you were to maybe, if you were to maybe release Dread now, I reckon. It would Maybe make more money than what it, it did back in the day. I, I think, think like for for that Dread, for Dread, this, Dread was a really good B movie. Yeah, and like as it, is John Wick. John Wick's yeah, got too much, John, of, a, it's got nah, too much it, of a budget. It's to be still, a B still movie. it's a B movie. It's a like like puppy dies. With Dread, with Dread, there was Revenge. definitely kind of parts in it where it was a good movie, but you're like this could have kind of done with a wee bit more polish. It could have yeah. done with just like somebody realising that like the action sequences are good but they're not great and yeah. like kind of just take a second pass at them. Where it's like John Wick, it's like everything about it is just unapologetically about the entertainment value of it. But like at no point are they trying to make a yeah. good, like critical, successful movie. No, I know that John Wick's not supposed to be that but Dread it was a very straightforward in a way, in a, I mean, yeah, you could, yeah, it's a comic book movie, but in a way, it's just a B movie. It's goodies versus baddies, action scenes. Yeah, there you go. Dread's just a raid. Yeah. Raid. John Wick, you're like, yep, puppies killed, 
He kills everybody. Revenge film, B movie, action, guns. There you go. Thank John Wick two, bigger budget. Let's do it bigger. John Wick three, we've got a huge budget. We'll do it, and it's raking in. And fair play to Keanu Reeves because as much as and he's a lovely person. Everybody fucking loves man. that man. We Everybody. we we love him. But I mean, in John, in this film, he just he just he just wonders, he can't really emote. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just him getting battered yeah. for like 90 minutes. It's fine. Standing shot and being like a million fist fights. Which is it. You try being emotional. I'll, I'll tell you what though. I'd also, like, this film makes getting stabbed look a piece of piss. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> uh, I have to, I do like the kind of raw brawling that there is. Yeah. Does, it's like, listen, John Wick is battered it's, to shit and you get that real sense of... Yeah, I was thinking about this watching it that... It reminds me a lot of the Bourne movies, the yeah. way he yeah. fights. Well, and I mean, that, particularly that, that one with the, the book. When he yeah, the book, he's like and just... that he's a guy who's trained, he knows how to kick folks, how to batter folk, but he's not, like, particularly martial arts trained in, like, a specific style. So it's all very kind of cumbersome and it's more kind of an MMA style. Mm. You just you do what will work yeah. type mm-hmm. thing. I will say... Like the thing I liked the least in the entire film was a the Japanese dude who was like a fan of John Wick. Oh, Mark Dacascos. Yeah, I I, I got a wee buzz seeing Mark Dacascos. No, okay. when, I mean, when, I think he, he's when he does right. when he does his fanboy thing. Yeah, yeah a, yeah, couple, a couple of things. Fanboy thing like, was kind it, of like it broke the tension. Yeah. Like he, it almost felt like they wanted Deadpool in the movie with him. It was like yeah. he. It was almost like he knew he was in a film. There was a humour. So so many points where he just almost broke the fourth wall in a way that I thought was quite distracting in a movie that's like not exactly that serious to begin with. Like I think if John Wick took itself any more seriously, his parts would have been like flat out terrible. Yeah. Because of the tone of the film, it kind of still was alright. Like Mm -hmm. it didn't it didn't annoy me or anything. Um, Best scene in the movie. I just chucked out a didney there rather than a a didn't axe to the head. Best scene in the movie. I was like. "Ah." I really enjoyed the bit though. Like I, again, I know we're kind of ruining parts here. I apologise, but like, I, I oh, think no, we're being no, be vague it's enough. Not, it's not plot we're, points. We're telling like, you what, what it's like, so you go and watch it because yeah, you have but, to see it. Because like, yeah, like hearing bits that we like and seeing them on the screen are two entirely separate things. It's not ruined to say, but like the bit where he's no, but getting, we're not like, talking about the complexities of the plot because no, there, no, there is say, nothing. I say like the, the bit, uh, the, the fight sequence where he's just getting kicked through all the glass displays. Oh, I thought was really well done as well, man. I that building. Structurally, is confusing. It's a video game. It's a, it's a video <laughs> game. One hundred percent. It's got that whole hall of mirrors, but it's Wendy's thing, and I'm like, I but, don't. But it's Wendy's. But I don't know what. I just don't understand the structure of this fucking yeah. thing. I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. Just because at one point there's a lot of disappearing acts going on, and I'm just like, ah, oh, man, how did how did he get there and how did, where's that yeah. wall what, what, what so, one's a mirror which one's not yeah and again uh, after I, doing that in uh, John Wick 2 as well though it seemed to be able to kind of come back to it yeah uh, um, I thought Ian McShane is great at it Ian McShane just seems like the, he's the, living his best yeah. life the, the sequence where he's in the vault Oh, amazing! Yeah. They keep coming back in for resupplies. It's really good. Yeah, because again, because because uh, again, that's a it's common just, thing. We're like, yeah. John Wick wastes fucking loads of ammo, and <laughs> it's like when he just you don't really see it enough. I was like, yeah, sorry, man, we need to we need to get more bullets. Cool. He's <laughs> we'll, just we'll sitting do there that. drinking, and he's there with a brandy, and then you know waiting on a phone call and all that. And I was like, this is really good, man. This is yeah. really fun, and it just seems to never end in terms of like the amount of folk that. 
storm that building or just the amount of folk they're after yeah, John Wick. They just keep spawning them in. Yeah, <laughs> like you said, video game things. Oh, it's that guy. Oh, it's him. Also, it's him. It's oh, him. Right, no, I'm going to talk about this after we've talked about this. Okay. Great. Um, I, have you got much more to say about it? No, it is... Uh, it is the action film that you want. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 roll on, it, it, roll it, on John Wick four. Yeah. yeah. As much as I think there's a bit and the kind of drags me, but it's still a really good yeah. film. Yeah. This is like totally like playing by the same rule book as the Fast and the Furious movies in it. Yeah. It's like all you're missing is fast cars. Yeah. Yeah. It's like as, as it goes on, it just becomes more and more comfortable with what it is and what the fans want from it. It mm. seems that way. Like I have no doubt in my mind that John McFall is going to come out and just be as entertaining yeah. as the other ones are. It just seems to be that thing. <laughs> it was so, like an action franchise that gets. It used to be. It gets worse as it goes on. Yeah. But it, <laughs> when you, it's like right. If we get to eight, it's maybe not going to be as good. But in between, then it'll be good. So can I do my super woke liberal thing at this point? Okay. Oh. Hey, uh, that dude who is like John Mc's fan. You just said his Mark, name, Mark Vicascus. What nationality is he? Yeah, I think he is American, but I don't know of what. I'll check because I. But he's not of Japanese descent. I don't. I don't know. Is it acceptable? Let me oh. let me check first before we have this conversation, and maybe make yourself look like an idiot. All I'm saying is that, like, oh. I don't think he's Japanese in any way, shape, or form. So for him to be playing a Japanese person in that way in 2019, is that acceptable? Uh, send your thoughts to at Raptors Podcast. <laughs> uh, right, okay. He is American, but he was born in Honolulu, Hawaii, which has a large Japanese population. So let's have a look and see who he does. I mean, I'm hearing that he's Hawaiian here. Yeah, but he <laughs> so. could be Japanese, but Samoan. Mm. Okay, I'm just saying, like, is that like a potential down the line? Are we going to see like people going, oh man, he Japanese faced it? Mm, I've not seen any backlash or anything like that. Filipino, Spanish, Chinese ancestry on the dad's side, uh, Irish and Japanese on the mother's side. So, what I'm hearing is that he's allowed to play a character from anywhere in the world. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And mother said is a Japanese Irish. So yeah, wow. He's got his bases covered, man. Yeah. That man is future proof. Give him every role from now on. Is that the first you've seen him? No, he was in Terminator Genesis. Uh, he was also Oh he's the T one thousand. He's in like he's he's in do, Agents do not, of Shield. Do you not remember uh, him from like his old nineties movies? No. Stuff like Crying Freeman, stuff like that. I've never even heard of that movie. It was it, it was kind of a cut rate Van Damme. Uh, in the early nineties. No, like I thought he was like a kind of newer thing. Like I, wow. I recognised him from Terminator, and then like he was in Agents of Shield, and he seems to be in like a lot more stuff more recently. When like you want like a kind of cheap action guy, he seems to be that guy. That guy. Mm. Uh, I don't really have much else to say. Um, it is like just what we said. It's great. It's really enjoyable. You like the first two, you'll get this, but with a wee bit more sizzle to mm. the steak. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's literally if you've seen two, you're getting more two. Yeah, but a bit more ramped up with like one more it, added on. Yeah, it, 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 the way that two escalates, the, the, the way the way that two escalates, this is a natural escalation. Yeah, yeah. Um, nothing feel, feels forced. Yeah, next week we've got Godzilla, 
I think it's next week. I think it's next week. We will Aladdin. I'll probably watch one of us. One of us will have watched it. Probably. There's a film Olivia Wilde's director that has been getting a lot of good reviews, and I'm kind of tempted to go check that out. Yeah. I don't know if the Lighthouse is out, which I want to see, but that'll probably that'll probably be the GFT. The Secret Life of Pets too. Again, so trailer was all right. It, it, I, I it, looks, it looks dumb. When did Dark Phoenix come out? Uh, June. Yeah, that's the start. I well, I'm saying that it's June next, next week. week. I think it's mid-June. But anyway. Uh, but yeah, we've seen some stuff. Um, well, so, like Godzilla's out in three years. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, you can get us on Twitter at Raptors Podcast. You can get me at Vast Destruction, Paco at Paco RUK, Neil at Scor- Scorch AOA. Uh, you can get us on SoundCloud. Can you get us on iTunes? Because there's been a few forecasts. Yes, yeah, you can get us on iTunes. Right, SoundCloud, iTunes, it's definitely there. Uh, and then we've also, you can get us on Facebook. Uh, uh, we had a, a listener question. Oh, sweet. Uh, let me keep rambling on. Um, so basically, yeah, you can get us on all the social medias. Like, share, subscribe. Give us some comments and questions, which, uh, well, we've got a question. Neil, what is the question? It is, what is your favourite video game movie? Detective Pikachu. I think that I would not say any of them are actually good. Assassin's Creed. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're, like they're alright. Oh, uh, Final Fantasy. If you would, yeah, be, Final Fantasy is my go-to answer in this one because the Spirits like, of Wind. Yeah, because when was the last time you watched Spirits of Wind? A, a while back, but like it, it is very faithful to the themes and feel of those games without being so dependent on the fact that it's a video game but in movie form uh, I, so like you know it's like it, it, it does what a movie a video game sorry it does what a movie adaptation of a video game should do mm. and it, it kind of tells a story that's based mm. on the game but not fucking held prisoner by the fact that it was from a game yeah because like so many even detective pikachu does that thing where they just have to get a pokemon fight in there mm. uh, which like in detective pikachu is not that bad mm. but like that's just it's only there because that's how you do things in the game yeah. and then like Doom had that first person sequence oh, Silent right. Hill yeah. had the platforming sequence mm. Mario Brothers had a jumping bit Fuck in me, it yeah, Silent like, Hill did have a platforming yeah, like sequence every, yeah. every single time that somebody makes a movie based on a video game they do yeah. the fucking yeah, gigantic be mistake of like jokes, being like yeah. this was a video game Right, that's um, not how it should be done I mean as a kid I enjoyed Mortal Kombat um, I'm kind of a Mortal Kombat Apologies. I, I, still, yeah. I still, still enjoy I, watching that. Film. I still get entertained about how fucking gaff it, it is. See the, the but, thing. The thing with that though, that is really good as a good movie. But see nowadays with like the fucking absolute just multitude of brilliant action uh, martial arts movies that we've got now, it doesn't hold up. No, oh, it, it also it does. Fights, it it does also, having recently just watched the the canon storyline modes of mm. Mortal Kombat nine, mm, 10, ten, and eleven. Those, especially nine, especially nine and eleven, mm. those are far better movie Mortal Kombat movies than the Oh yeah, movie. like Paul W. S. Anderson's Mortal Kombat is just a remake of End of the Dragon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I would, I would but, actually, if you enjoy the Mortal Kombat universe, watch them. They're they're um, solid, almost film like. 
I, yeah, I don't know if I've Call got one. Action movie. Who, yeah. uh, who asked that question? I was going to get to that when I was finished, but uh, it was from Andrew Con- uh, Andrew Connor. Yeah, I don't know if I've got one where I can honestly say that is a really good uh, transfer from game to adaptation to film, as in, yeah, it's a good adaptation to a film. But the thing that comes to mind immediately, because video game adaptations aren't great, but... I enjoy the shit out of this film because of how stupid and how daft and DOA. how tropey is yeah. DOA. That that would be mine. Because that is an entertaining piece of shit. Yeah. But it is so fun. Well, and especially know, you had a couple of beers do you know to man, laugh at that movie. I find it weird that you love DOA, but you don't like Full Throttle. Yeah, yeah. Sound they're very, they're very the similar, same. Very it's the same thing. I mean, DOA is more ridiculous. Though. Like, DOA is. Like, when so did when did that movie come out? Because like I still think about that at least once a week. Two thousand. <laughs> I want to say two thousand six, two thousand seven. Because I think we watched it in Bakloo Street. I'm sure that's when you obtained the DVD. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not joking, man. Like I think of that movie all I, the time. I think about it. I, I, I don't think about it all the time, but I. Whenever I think about it, I smile a lot. It's, it's particularly that bit. As we were talking about, in fact, was it in the show or was it before the show? Like uh, that trailer for Upgrade. Oh, it was before. Uh, before yeah. the show. There's a bit in it where like, a guy's got a, a gun arm and I asked Neil if there's any point where the guy cocks his gun arm by cocking his gun, his, like, his arm. Yeah, yeah uh, the sound effect comes in yeah, like that's a shotgun. That's a bit in the DOE. Yeah, like they're having a fight in the, I think it's is it Jax. Is that Jax his name? Does it, yeah, yeah. Like he kind of just cocks his arms and it makes a shotgun noise. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I and love again, it. DOA is just Mortal Kombat in the sense. Oh. That again, it's if you haven't seen it, you should seek it. Oh out. yeah, get that watch yeah. if you haven't. It's amazing. Fucking oh, Eric Eric Robertson. Oh, Eric Robertson. Uh, uh, Holly Grace. Valance is the main he's character got, he's along got with he's Jamie got... Presley and along with. Oh Kevin shit! Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash, Nash and also thingy from Sin City. Oh, um, damn it! What's her name? Oh, you know her, Jessica Alba. No, no um, uh, Sin City. She's Miho. Miho yeah. from Sin City. I've no idea what her actual name is, man. It's been uh, so long. I used to Devin, know Devin Ayoki. Devin Ayoki. Yeah, so watch that because the three of them have to enter a tournament. Is it Jessica Simpson? Is she also in it? No, no you think it's Jamie, Jamie Presley's oh, it? Jamie Presley. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is ridiculous. And Eric, what Eric Roberts has, yeah, his weapon is so really no, good. So good man. He's got a pair of glasses that allows him to download other people's moves mm-hmm. so that he knows what they're going to do before they do it. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that, oh is, that, that is the answer to your question, oh, Andrew like, Connor. I, I knew that movie was going to be special when there's a bit at the start where a... Is it Kasumi jumps over the fucking volcano oh. edge and she's like all of a sudden got a paraglider in her backpack, mm. but then like she's been gliding in the middle of nowhere for ages and a shuriken comes out and like fucking invites her to DOA. It's like, where did that come from? It's like, yeah. how did that happen? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's such a fucking ridiculous <laughs> film, man. It's so absurd. I love it. It's bollocks. So fun. I'm looking oh. at it right now. <laughs> um, oh my god, that movie. But yeah. Um, that's my answer. Yeah, like Final Fantasy Spirits Within is my serious answer for that though, because like I think it's genuinely. Like, I don't have really... a serious answer because I don't think any film has made it a serious contention I, for. To that. be fair, I haven't seen Spirits Within in a while, and I remember enjoying it. It was alright. I, I don't know. I'd have to watch it again. It's got like all those kind of uh, tropes that I, I like about 
those kind of games and stuff. Like, I, no surprise, I'm like really kind of partial to stories that are all about how we should look after the environment and mm-hmm. you know all that sort of stuff, like anti-industrial stuff, like you know, kind of haircut. Kind of <laughs> yeah. So like all the Final Fantasy games, like the the one connecting thread through most of them tends to be that the center around Gaia theory, which I'm, mm-hmm. do you guys know what that is? I've heard you talk about it before. Yeah, it's like essentially the idea that the planets are alive. So it's like the planets have kind of souls and spirits. It's quite a kind of, I suppose, Native American style looking at, way of looking at things. But like, yeah, that, that's the connective tissue through the Final Fantasy games is like there's always this idea of Gaia and Terra and like the kind of battle between nature and humanity. Mm-hmm. And that's a theme that I tend to gravitate towards in movies and stuff. And mm-hmm. Final Fantasy does a, a good version of that. Yeah. Like uh, also promotes the idea of resolution of a problem not through conflict but through understanding, which mm-hmm. I again completely plays into my completely fucking happy sensibilities. Um, Says a guy yeah. who has just gushed about John Wick for <laughs> forty minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah Tommy, mind that bit in John Wick? He just starts that guy in the Fuck's sake, man! It's good. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of. It's the only time I've been in the screening. Uh, and I went and saw this at like 11 o'clock on Monday morning sober as a judge mm. and there was maybe a, it was actually quite busy mm-hmm. but there was a good 30 people in that scene and at that bit every single person went Ugh! yeah great and it was amazing I, I like whenever shit like that happens man like I was just sitting there and I was like fucking laughing to myself I was like <laughs> uh, or just smiling like yeah. just because I'm like man, I, I chuckled this is to amazing. myself a good few times watching that yeah um, what a show what a show indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, join us. Uh, join us next week. Where we'll talk we'll about, talk about some stuff. Yeah, like I wonder if I want an lad and I'll shoot MD. Depending on like when you do this, like I probably won't be here though because I've got a week off work and I don't intend to be in Glasgow for any. Of oh yeah. Oh. Um, Friday, Friday night. I'll be away. I'll uh, be back me, me, and Neil will sort that out. I thought you were working on the Saturday. I'm, no, I'm working this Saturday. Oh, Unless yeah. you're talking about recording another show tomorrow. Wait a minute, no, this is Friday. Yeah. Friday? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, like I'm working tomorrow, then I'm off until... Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Right, I'll be yeah. on Monday. Cool. Well, I've we... got what week you're off, okay. Yeah. I'm sure me and Tommy will... We'll sort something out. Yeah. Throw something together. Cool. Uh, do you want to sign us out, Pat? Raptors. Raptors.